Welcome to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Vader Van Oden, who I know from the Dark Insight podcast that we do pretty much every week nowadays. Vader is an extraordinarily nice guy and has a really fun history with the Souls games. I think you guys are going to like this episode a lot. Even if you've been listening to Dark Insight since the beginning, there's still some, some new nuggets of information. Remember, if you'd like to be on the show, send me an email, dgguspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. Oh, man. So, are you? have you been playing any Dark Souls at all? Uh, no. Not, not for a while. Um, not recently. Uh, maybe two, three weeks ago, I've been playing through a uh, new game plus Dark Souls 3. Um, so working towards the Platinum and also the the alternative endings. Um, yeah. The hollow ending. Yeah, those are... It's kind of a grind on the on the Platinum. Are you are you actually getting PvP to get the PvP Covenant items or are you doing uh, I, just I straight up grinding? Yeah. I haven't even started it. <laughs> Um, it's a thing like I've been thinking a lot about uh, the games because I've been listening to all your all the previous podcasts and I really like Dark Souls 3 it's just because we I do we do the Dark Insight podcast I find I feel like I have to play other games and so I've I've left it sooner than I would have previous titles because I've got to play other games so I have other things to talk about <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's, so it's not that I don't like it or don't enjoy playing it it's just I feel that I need to play other stuff, and there's so much out now. Whereas with Dark Souls One, Two, and Demon Souls, they're the only games I had at the time. Like those are the only games really playing through heavily, and so I could spend all my gaming time with them. Whereas now I've I've got a massive list of games to play. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're being responsible to bring other games to Dark Insight because I'm just going to be talking about No Man's Sky next week. So ah, <laughs> again, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, that's where I kind of forward Dark Souls 3. I really, really enjoy it. I think it's a great game, plays brilliantly. Um, this, despite what a lot of the community is saying, I actually like the lore and the story they're portraying. Um, um, I, I, I actually yeah, really like where it falls uh, in the game. So let's get some context for that. Like, as far as like the lore is concerned, like what was the what was the game that you bonded with the most throughout the series? Um, I would have to say Dark Souls One. Okay. Because still haven't delved deep enough into Dark Souls Three for those reasons. Um, for, <laughs> for I'm definitely going to get back into it. Um, and and smash it out. Uh, but Dark Souls One um, would be the one I really fell into. Um, I yeah I played long a lot a lot of hours <laughs> in, in the game. Um, and I was going um. Yeah, a lot of hours and kind of had, and I discuss it with my brother. I didn't really have an online community at a time. Um, mm-hmm. And so I would discuss it with my brothers and I had my own thoughts and feelings on, on what was, what had happened from, through my experiences. Uh, but then I kind of uh, came across Epic Name Bro um, and just really enjoyed watching and listening to his videos during work. Uh, it helped me get through the, the grind of work. Um, and I, yeah, just caught up with all of his videos that he had done at the time. And it kind of made me re fall in love with dark souls. I was already a huge fan of it. And just 
and I was just obsessive with it. Like um, your previous guest that I listened to this week, uh, which would have been Mystic Referee, um, mm-hmm. he's saying how he just once you play, once you fall in love with Dark Souls, you can't not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and I just would talk about it with everyone I could. And at that point, <laughs> Dark Souls wasn't there wasn't a huge duty behind it, um, especially here down in New Zealand. And so it was really hard to find people who even knew what I was talking about. Um, and I would, and I'd talk about it. And even gamers, they just weren't didn't hear of it, weren't interested in it at the time. And so I was, I found very few people to talk to with it. Um, and so I think that's why I ended up finding about podcasts and searching out the twin humanities and, and, and uh, podcasts like them. Um, so, so I could digest more of the, of the dark souls universe. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, I just needed to get it in me. Um, yeah, I was talking to um, <clears throat> somebody recently and saying how like the dark souls was like my first YouTube game or my first Twitch game where like I was seeking out so much stuff about that game that like my YouTube and like I started using Twitch for the first time. That was the first time I really wanted to see other people playing video games. Like I, I had seen like speed runs and stuff like that, of course. But like I actually went to see like, oh, I want to see this guy do PvP because he's doing something really weird or unique. Or, you know, I want to go see all of these lore videos, all these dumb PvP videos. Yeah. So uh, it would have been because I, I just I didn't really have an online community at that time. Uh, now we do have a bit of a bustling one. It's great, but um. So yeah, I just had to kind of just digest more. Um, I, I was just finding even just let's plays of Dark Souls one. I was just enjoying of people, small YouTube channels, big YouTube channels, just enjoying hearing them discover and discuss what they're, they're seeing and finding. I just would have it on the background. I wasn't watching it. I'd just be listening to them while I worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, enjoy the game um, or die due to the game. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, um, do, do you have, like, of the smaller channels, did you have a, a particular favorite, just out of curiosity, that you can remember? Because I'm a big fan of, of smaller YouTube channels, and there seem to be a ton of them out there for Dark Souls, but they're they're hard to find. Um, I'm trying to think, cause I use, at work, I use Google, and so that'd be all my, on that profile, um, subscriptions. I kind of, top of my head, I can't think of them, actually. Hmm. No big deal. Uh, I was just curious. Was Dark Souls one your your first Souls games, or did no. you start with Demon Souls? No, I, I yeah, I was in it quite early. Um, so I kind of again, so Dark Souls was a small community, and no one knew what, about it. Um, Demon Souls was even smaller, and, <laughs> and uh, I, my brother, I mean, to my brother, talk, discussing with him, uh, he was, I just wasn't. I didn't go online discuss games. I didn't go online to look up games. I, I enjoyed and thoroughly enjoyed playing games, but I would just play what came out and, and what I'd find. Uh, he he was studying, was doing his PhD um, at, at the time down in another city in New Zealand, down south in Dunedin. And he, he came up probably for summer break um, and he stayed with us and he had Demon Souls and he chucked it on. I didn't even have a PS3 at the time. Uh, my sister did. Uh, who lived next door and so we all kind of took turns playing it um and it was hard the problem was he had already played it and and you know become a pro at it and so he was uh, backseat driving (laughs) so it's (laughs) telling me what to do and what oh you're doing that why just don't you parry why don't you parry i'm like i don't know i don't know how to parry i've never done this before (laughs) what's a parry i don't know what that is help Um, me out um and so that that made it a lot harder because i had him kind of uh, in my ear 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have I got through maybe two or three zones. Uh, I I beat the Tower Knights in one two by using a bow and arrow, just hiding behind the parapets and just stepping out and shooting them in the head. Um, and that's how I thought you were supposed to beat them because I would die straight away if I tried running at them. <laughs> that's uh, that's super funny because uh, <laughs> just I mean, just thinking about this, you did the same thing in Dark Souls Three with Yorm. <laughs> didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Um, it worked. <laughs> obviously, it, obviously, it worked very well. Um, it took ten minutes, but it worked. And the difference in it with Yorm is that he went into a um, a stunned state every five, five or so arrows, and so I could do a visceral attack, a bloodborne visceral attack on him, um, which was very fun. Um, so I, I got through the first two or three areas, and then he went back down south. And so I didn't, I didn't stop playing because of, of choice. I just didn't have the PS3 and I didn't have the game. But then uh, I was, I was studying myself at the time, and I did really well one semester. So my wife said I could buy a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I picked I picked one up, um, and then my nephew came to stay with us, and he learned about the game from my brother, and so he bought a copy to play on my console, uh, and that's <laughs> when I that's when I because I had no money, I was a student. Um, that's when I finished it and played through it, uh, and thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it, um, and heard about Dark Souls out and pre-order it straight away uh, <laughs> well before we get into more about dark souls like i want to go back to demons for just for just a bit like were you playing online at the time um yes i did a little bit of um pvp um my brother also convinced one of his good university friends to play it so i would have i had a few duels against him um okay i was so amateur at the game that i struggled with um the final boss um my and I went back actually when when it came free on PlayStation Plus I went and replayed it and I I I played the Epic Name Bro um, crushing Battle Axe chat uh, mm-hmm. build I, I mimicked his build uh, from that that series he did and played through but at first when I downloaded it from the PlayStation Plus I loaded up my previous save and thought I'll just do New Game Plus. No, it wasn't going to happen. It was a terrible <laughs> build. <laughs> I, after playing Dark Souls, I'd learned and, and you know, I'd kind of perfected, understood more about what was going on in these games and <laughs> realizing how bad my build was. Um, Everybody's only... build is bad when you first start there. Like, nobody yeah. knows, knows what the hell those, those you know, stats mean, like luck and faith and intelligence. Like, that just barely means anything. The the problem was is I I tried the I think it was the blue blood sword does that sound right the name something like that uh, yeah it's the blue blood sword the, yeah. that's the luck build I think right you have to have yes two, yeah and, mm. and it scales with like a bunch of stats um, as well and I also was relying on uh, no the, the, was it the one of the rat rings I think where you boost your your attack gets boosted drastically when you're in low life I relied to do heavy damage with that ring um, which worked. And I got through the game, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it wasn't going to happen in New Game Plus. Uh, and so that's when I actually went through and I started a dagger build and I took out the first three or four bosses with a dagger. What was your uh, kind of video game history leading up to Demon Souls? Like, were you, were you playing a lot of video games at the time or like, did you grow up with video games or is it something new to you? I grew up with video games, but I was before Demon Souls. I would have been on a bit of a gaming hiatus. I kind of hadn't played for a few years. Um, had only had a Wii as a console 
um, since PlayStation 2. Um, had got married and was studying, and so I just didn't have the time for games. But then the PS, I got the PS3, and that's when I got back. In, and Dark Demon Souls and Dark Souls is what we got, got me back into gaming. Um, and okay. got me back into and actually searching out a community. And I've talked about this with Cliff on the Dark, and maybe you can't remember when I talked about it on the Dark Insight podcast. Was um, yeah, there just wasn't. I didn't have friends at school who were gamers. Um, we mm-hmm. played. We played Halo together, and they had like they had Xboxes and stuff, but it wasn't like they were were gamers. Um, I was, um, despite being the captain of the rugby team, I was still the nerd of the group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just I, I liked I liked cartoons, I liked I liked video games, and so I started with like the um, we used to hire the um, NES, with, like the cartridge that had like a hundred games on, like terrible pudu games <laughs> <laughs> like the freeware bullshit like, like you would find on in the fight for computers or whatever yeah and um and also my brother had a commodore 64 with like hundreds of games like yana sisters and um all the like boulder like the, all the dungeons and dragons like original rpg games and, um and then, then we went on to the mega drive and so shining games like shining force you know, um strategy rpgs and um, Sonic, obviously, <laughs> um, and then mostly I'm, I'm an RPG person. Love like Xenogears and Final Fantasy. Uh, those are the kind of games I played. Um, Resident Evil, those kind of games. Uh, so, so Dark Souls was a huge change. Uh, I guess it has the JRPG kind of feel, but with um, with the action side of things. Yeah, uh, so with like a very Western wrapper around all the weird JRPG stuff. Yes, um, but yeah. So, so Dark Souls, as many people have said, it ruined gaming for me because then I just couldn't play other games. Um, <laughs> on, on my PS3, I'd played other games such as, um, I guess, Metal Gear Solid Four was a good one. Um, I was playing a lot of Bear Company Battlefield Two. Okay, uh, I, was, I, I played a lot of that, um, <laughs> uh, and but then I Dark Souls. Uh, not so much Demon Souls didn't ruin gaming for me. I did thoroughly enjoy it, but it was Dark Souls that ruined gaming. I just I tried and tried to play games, but for a good year, I just wouldn't play anything else. Um, I would pick up games on PlayStation Plus, ch- play, turn them on, and be like, no, I can't do this. Uh, <laughs> Why am I playing this when Dark Souls is right there? Yeah. Um, I think the first game I fully played that got me out of the Dark Souls addiction would have been Tomb Raider, which was free on PlayStation Plus. Um, and yeah, that probably would have been the first game that kind of got me out of and willing to play other games. And you played, um, like you you were playing on release. Like you mentioned that like as soon as you heard that Dark Souls was yes, coming out, you were, you, you were all in. Yep. Yep. Was it, because um, it's kind of known nowadays, like that, that first version that they released of Dark Souls um, was pretty dramatically tougher than the the, yeah. the current version like you know you didn't get as many humanity drops from bosses you didn't get as many souls like it felt very much like demon souls economy with souls was it like do you look back now and go like how did i possibly do all that um no but yeah definitely beat it before the um that was patched um i believe um looks like they took about three or so weeks four weeks to to patch it i believe I don't. I really don't know. I didn't. I didn't play on on day one. So by the time I came to it, it was it was pretty pretty 
Yeah, it was pretty well patched at that point. I mean, they still released a bunch of patches after I came to it, but yeah. Yes. Alright, so you played on easy mode. <laughs> yes, I am I am a total scrub. I am a ca- casual person that needs to get good, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, so it was um it was a bit hard. It wasn't it's still with a game, but Lessons um didn't drop souls in the the catacombs. Mm-hmm. Um so that whole area you you've got to pro- you had to progress through and pretty much at the end of it come out with no no progress, uh, leveling wise, damage for a few cool weapons. Um, the great scythe, I'm sure that that's a favorite of yours, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> um, uh, and then there are a few other things, uh, like the, the merchant and the aqueduct started selling purge stones, uh, which made yeah, it easier. yeah, that's the big one, I think. Or well, that and the, the fact that curse doesn't, uh, didn't, didn't stack. Or it, 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 it started. It, I can't talk today, Vader. <laughs> they removed the stacking so that you can't get progressively. Like it started out with half health, and then would go to a quarter, and then an eighth, and then a sixteenth. <laughs> so they removed all of that, which yes. is, is nice of them if you think about it. Um, I, I to be honest, I don't think I ever got cursed. Oh, I have listened since then. But my first playthrough, I, I was so scared of it. Well, my brother had told me about it. I just avoided those things, like like the play. And so I don't think I ever got cursed. Hmm. My brother definitely did, but he he got he got, I think he got down to like a quarter health. I think he actually re rolled after because it got so hard to get out of the sewers. Wow. Um, but because he told me about that, I I just was super careful. Um, so I don't actually don't remember being cursed my first playthrough. Um, well, that's good. And uh, but though that said, I did miss the. I did do it my first playthrough. I had missed it on my time through uh, the Great Hollow, um, and which is the, that's the easiest place to get cursed. So I went through it at a lot a higher level. Um, down. Do you there. think the Great Hollow was the easiest place to get cursed? Because I always thought it was the depths. Like it's, it's real easy to fall into the depths and ha- be surrounded by like five of those um, basilisk. Yeah, I get, it is very easy to happen there if you're not if you're not, and that's happened since in subsequent playthroughs when I've kind of just been a bit too cocky yeah? <laughs> and running <laughs> through and going, oh yeah, whoops. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably right, but the Great Hollow, I, I've found I've been cursed a few times in there since my first playthrough. Hmm. Um, yeah. What was it about? Uh, what, what was it about Dark Souls that had its hooks in you? Like, did it did it start off immediately, or was it kind of a slow, gradual thing when you first started playing? Uh, it was just pure gameplay. Um, that that's I've said it before. Um, that's the gameplay is what pulls me in, and what I enjoy, and the the lore and this world and the, the level design is kind of icing on the cake. Uh, the gameplay is enough. I just thoroughly enjoy just the way it plays um, and the satisfaction behind uh, just taking out enemies, especially when I got really good at um, parrying those silver knights. <laughs> it was just satisfying, just boom, <laughs> and, then the, and just hearing them kind of dissolve, that dissolving they make. Uh, it was just very satisfying that the, the that that repetition of gameplay um did you get so big into I, the the online side of, of dark souls one as well i did uh i i rolled a few new builds um and kind of had a few tweaks on it i i, I was a big huge boulder side sword and so i had i had a faith 
dexterity build. I had a, a magic dexterity build um, and probably a few others that I tried. I think I tried a strength build with power within. But I, I'm just no good with the, the big weapons. Like, no game. Every game I've tried, a big a big um, Buster Sword style uh, character, and I always just fail and just find it too hard. So I end up going back to the quick weapons. It's, it's more my, my style. Um, but yeah, I spent hours tens of hours maybe up to a hundred of hours in the painted world and uh dark and alondo um just just yeah just pvp um i used to love seeing how many kills i could get uh from um being invaded with one set of spells because uh, like, <laughs> my, my build my build relied on the spells buffing my sword and um crystal soul mat um Sure. Homing yeah. soul mass. And so like once you run out of them, you're kind of less effective. And so I'd see how many kills I could get. I think the best was my five streak was like four or five in a row. Um Which which is not bad because like as anybody knows that's played Dark Souls PvP, like a string of random invaders, like it's it's really hard to deal with their entire like it, it could you could literally be doing it, fighting anybody in anything. Like you just have yep. no idea what's gonna come. So. Yep. And I, yeah, so Painted World was my go to place. Um and I, a lot, a lot of time in Dark and Alondo killing um, uh, Guinevere. Um, you, I would sit there and just get invaded, invaded, invaded. Um, I'd spend a lot of time there once I got to the the kind of what was it? How do you, what was the word? Uh, the uns, unwritten rule of one twenty. <laughs> oh yeah, the the soul, the soul level meta or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to, to get to there, my grinding spot was the painted world. I would sit there and co-op through the painted world. I'd rush through to the painted world, um, and then I would just co-op or invade or be invaded just over and over again. Just loved that that area. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, Did you a, ever get any hate mail? Well, the only time I had someone who was just a jerk was someone who, I think I've told this story to you when I first uh, met you, uh, Jeremy, was someone invaded me, and they just kept running away. And I only mm-hmm. had like an hour or so to play or maybe less. And like, I waited like 10 minutes and I was like, I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> um, like I'm here to play. Like, if you want to fight me, fight me. Don't. Um, and just keep running away. And I was like, I'm not going to do this. Um, so I just, I ended up waiting 10 minutes or something. And then I was like, no, I want to play. So I just turned the, turned the console off and turned it back on. And I got a few um, hate mails um, about being a, a wuss or something or, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's fine. That's the tactic he wants to do, but I yeah, I just didn't have the time to to chase him. I was there, just enjoying the game for what it was. Um, but in general, no. Um, and from what I've read and on your Dark Souls haters, <laughs> a large percentage of the hate mail is on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, but, that was uh, that was that was very true. Um, most of the stuff, like I was playing on Xbox and. I still don't know what the difference is. Like, I think maybe that, uh, like, more people were just used to communicating on Xbox versus PS3, just because, like, there were so many, um, like, you're, like, the Xbox, even though it had a paid multiplayer, like, it still seemed like all of your multiplayer was always on Xbox. Like, that's where everybody went for that stuff. So maybe people were just used to sending messages and having headsets and, and things like yeah. that. But well, definitely well, seemed heavy. But, like, I've still got a bunch of PS3 stuff. Oh, of course, like, probably... Of a quarter as much of the 360 as the 360. Uh, what I know is that it is much easier to get to the messaging system in the Xbox. The PlayStation, it would just it's like a 30-second load screen or something <laughs> to get to the message. <laughs> I was just like, nah. I was accused of having a cookie-cutter build 
Um, mm-hmm. And at that point, I'd never once gone online to any wikis or anything. I didn't even know where to go um, to, to find build suggestions. I didn't even know there was a community behind it. Um, and I, it was just a build that I created based on what I enjoyed and what, um, what worked and what I understood of the mechanics. Uh, so, yeah, but someone accused me of being a cookie cutter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't even know what that means <laughs> what could you no. possibly be talking about i had i had to really think about what it meant and then i kind of clicked um but <laughs> but yeah as i say, I just wasn't into the online community at that point uh the most i ever got into was <clears throat> my brother was a lot more into it and he was a part of the fight clubs that um that was set up i can't even remember what forum was used to kind of organize them all and i participated in a couple of fight clubs with my brother um, not serious ones, more just the casual ones, uh, and had some really cool duels with those. Um, they were a lot of fun. How the, and I guess that's the problem with Dark Souls 2. It became more widespread, and the honor duels weren't expected. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as Dark Souls 1, the community was a lot smaller, and so the people, most people had come across the the fight clubs or the people knew people who fought in fight clubs and so knew the and, and it's weird saying knew the the etiquette etiquette and i i don't really fall too heavily on following that but it, it was interesting seeing the kind of change into dark souls 2 uh with how things went with the pvp uh but the fight clubs were a lot of fun um and just the, the weird builds people would come up with within the 120 kind of um uh, cap I had a lot of fun with uh, having claws as my backup weapon and surprising people with them and things like that. Uh, <laughs> Man, don't even... I, I have a whole PvP build around a dual... with a setup with a dual claw setup, and I just loved it. Like, it was one yeah. of my favorite things. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, and it was cool that there were kind of spaces that were... Dark Souls 1 probably is the best kind of arenas for that kind of setup, uh, which is kind of ironic. Uh, there was where the giant who opens the gate to... Um, Seas Fortress, mm-hmm. Seas Fortress. Um, up there was where one of the jewels happened, which is really cool because uh, very few people actually go up there, so no one's really going to stumble across it. Uh, yeah, with- nobody really. Um, for anybody out there listening, like there's a kind of a hidden path that will actually where you have to get up to like the second or third level and then come back to the front of sins and then drop down and then you'll be. Um, there's an item up there that you can get, uh, and then you can also climb a ladder to the top of Zen's Fortress, and there's a third giant that, uh, you know, like Vader mentioned, is the, is the guy that literally opens up the uh, <clears throat> the gate to Sins when you ring the second bell. But he's not the giant that's throwing the rocks down, and he's not the giant up top that's throwing the rocks at you. So it's a whole third giant that, you know, people a lot of people will miss. Yeah, um, and I remember that day, it was the rule for the fight club was no magic. And it was quite funny because you'd have the the host who would be, um, and he would summon in the the phantoms who would duel. Um, and I got pulled in, um, and it was quite funny if someone came in and broke the rules. Just yeah, the host usually was very powerful. <laughs> they, <laughs> they they were there as judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> Man, how was, do how do you feel about like fight clubs with with a bunch of rules on them? Like, are you, are you into that? Um, well, because it was set previously and you knew what you were getting into, I kind of enjoyed it because you could kind mm-hmm. of build a, build a, um, a build, you could create a build around that and 
it was, I actually really enjoyed that day. It was really fun and it was kind of, it was really amusing. I had someone come in and had busted out magic spell on me and just that, yeah, the host was just like, nope. Okay. And just like destroyed the person <laughs> from behind. Um, it was quite funny. Um, I've just, uh, I've, there's been so many times cause like I mentioned earlier, I was trolling through Twitch and, and all that kind of stuff and stumbling into, uh, I was just doing a lot of invading. Like I was, do- I wasn't really doing fight clubs, but invading, accidentally invading a fight club, and like, okay, well, I'll I'll play nice, and then like, get into line, and then let's let them fight, and then like, okay, it's my it's my turn in the queue, so I'm gonna get up and go, and then like I do something, then all of a sudden I get a bunch of messages in my inbox, like you piece of shit, I can't believe you could possibly <laughs> like, why you didn't, you know, da 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 da, and I was like, man, what are you talking about? And then, sure enough, like going online and looking for fight clubs and stuff, and I, I think I've told the story before, but like seeing stuff, um, like two page long rules of no magic, no, you know, no, no, this weapon, no Lloyd's talismans, no healing, no humanities. One of them was literally no, no using firekeeper souls, which doesn't even make any fucking sense. Like, why would you do that in a fight club? <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess to give yourself some humanity, but like, what, why, why, how has that come up enough that you have to make a rule against it? Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, like I, I, I get, I get real aggravated by like really regimented fight clubs to me. Like, yeah. it's just like, Hey, you got two people like go after it see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, as I said, I wasn't too heavily into it. And that, as far as I know, the only rule was no magic. It was supposed to be just a straight duel fight. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and I, and I can understand like no magic, right? Because a lot of the magic in the game can be like a one shot kill. And like people want yeah. to see actual duels. So I, I get that. Um, exactly. Um, but I agree with the, with the over the top and someone who stumbles across it by accident. Um, like why send them hate mail? Like they obviously clearly stumbled across it. Yeah. Whereas this was just like, as far as I know, I think it's my brother hosting. He might've, cause the, yeah, they would usually, the host would usually be a higher build than the one twenty uh, for that reason. So they could step in. Um, but did you ever play in the uh, like dedicated PVP zone that they added in the DLC? Very little. I found it just never seemed to load or find anyone. Yeah. Um, that was that was the disappointing thing. Like I, that thing was so dumb. Like if you were like they had like cardinal directions or whatever that you would stand in. Yeah. So like if you were in the four player thing, like there'd be a north, west, east, and south. Like if you had four people standing in the same in the north corner, basically it would never ever meet you all up. Like it was waiting to find somebody in the North, somebody in the South, somebody in the East, somebody in the West. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I've arranged a ton of fight clubs in there because I had a lot of fun with it. And yeah, sure enough, it was, yeah, it's, it's bonkers how all that stuff works. Yeah. I never really, I played maybe a few times cause I, I got reasonably good at the PVP and I had mm-hmm. some pretty good success with it. And so I thought this would be great. I can, you know, just straight in, fight people. And I just found it was almost impossible to win. Like, I don't know if it was lag or what, but just it seemed like I was just dying a lot more than I would if I invaded anywhere else or if I was, yeah, if I was invaded. I, it just seemed, yeah, to not work quite right. I preferred the Dark Souls 2 arenas. Uh, they seemed to work a little bit better. But again, let's, get, let's talk about Dark Souls 2 a little bit. Like, yeah, were sure. you... Coming after coming after Dark Souls one and the DLC, like you must have been kind of like I was, like super excited about a Dark Souls two. Yes, very excited. Um, pre-ordered, got my Dark Souls two statue up on my shelf behind me. Um, played the betas, got in the beta tests, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, 
I didn't rush through them. A lot of people just wanted like I didn't I didn't even beat the bosses. I um, mm-hmm. I felt obliged to actually test because <laughs> it's <laughs> well good um, for you. All I did was start characters, use up their red orbs, and then start more characters, and then use up their red orbs. <laughs> well, that's testing the online stuff. Um, so yeah, you're testing it. So I was I was yeah trying to summon and I was trying to invade because um, that's what it was there for was testing the net code and whatnot. Um, so I didn't rush through the content, but found it very heavy and very different. Uh, so I couldn't put my finger on it. I liked it, but didn't, um, didn't like the gameplay. And it's changed a little bit to the final release a little bit. Um, but it was, it was, it was a change to the Dark Souls one. Uh, and it still is different to Dark Souls one and three, uh, and it's combat slightly. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed Dark Souls two. Um, again, it was more fighting, more Dark Souls mechanics that I enjoyed, and it was fun seeing uh, Ornstein. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Cause I, I enjoy it. I fall on the camp where it was a great game. Uh, it was mm. well worth my time. Uh, still spent a lot of time on it, platinumed it, uh, and the original version of it was still a great game. Yeah, I, I like the original version. And man, when the DLC started coming out, oof, oh boy, that stuff was good. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I say, but I, so I really enjoy it. Uh, you got into the PvP scene there as well? Uh, not as much. I did it mm-hmm. to get some of the the Covenant items. Mm-hmm. That was the downside. I forgot about that. See, that's what I mean about the Dark Souls 1 and 2. I went to the ends of the, the world to get the platinums for those. Like Dark Souls 2, there was... A lot of grinding uh, on, on Dark Souls Two was fucking ridiculous. Like it was absolutely ridiculous to get the um, like if you wanted to do it in the quote unquote right way, like to get some of those uh, spells, like you had to level up to like you had to have I think it was five hundred more wins than losses in the arena or in yeah, invasions. Yeah. Like it just wasn't it wasn't even just five hundred wins. It was five hundred more wins than the times that you lose. Like that's a ridiculous yeah. thing for anybody to do. There was no way I was going to do that straight to new game plus three and went and spoke to. I mean, got the spells. Yeah, I got the spells yeah. from uh, <clears throat> Wagner, not Wagner. Uh, I've got his name as well. Yeah, I can't remember the the ghost, the ghost in the Drang Lake and ta- Drang Lake Castle. Yeah. Um, Damn, and this is supposed to be a Dark Souls podcast, and me and you are just not even coming up with the names. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the one that was really. Uh, tiresome was you had to max out one of the covenants and i think i chose the belfry um because i'd already done a fair bit of that through my first playthrough so i figured it was the closest no i no, i correct i changed that i think i started trying to do the rat bros because when i first went through the game and discovered that covenant i was like this is awesome it's just like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so i went and went in and i invaded a lot then and i was like i'll just go back and do that that works so well my first playthrough i was killing everybody um and but nah just everyone knew by that point and so i was either joining the covenant to avoid it or staying hollow so they weren't invaded uh, uh it was very very and you know, the summons so then i went and switched over to the belfry which seemed to be a bit more successful in getting summoned in but still, it was a lot of successful kills to get through that covenant. It's oh, yeah, yeah. It, there were some ridiculous requirements there. Um, and so that one took quite a while. Um, but yeah, some of the other covenants to max them out was just absurd. Very absurd. 
but yeah, no, really enjoyed it. I, I again, I um, with it being in it, I played hard mode on Dark Souls two for the first like third of the game. In the <laughs> by hard mode, you mean like in the Champions Covenant? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, what does this do? This is weird. And uh, yeah, it took me a while to realize what. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i probably did the first third of that game on the slightly harder version of it um, that makes sense i mean a lot of people fell for that in the um the sex change coffin so oh yeah that was funny <laughs> what does this do i was excited i thought it was gonna take me to another era i was so disappointed when it brought me back uh, uh to the same spot yeah <laughs> that's really funny what about uh like following Dark Souls two? There was kind of like some some silence, and then those original leaks of Project Beast started coming out. Like, did you see any of the leaked stuff, or were you just kind of like, oh shit, a Bloodborne trailer? Like, what was your lead up to Bloodborne like? I was I was more involved in a community at that point online, um, so I knew I had my finger on the pulse a little more. Um, so was... describe that for me real quick, like before we get into the actual game. Like, were you? Are you at this point on Twitter? Like, are you, are you do like, is this when you started around the time you started your YouTube channel? Like what was, what was the community that you were in? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, it was Twin Humanities is the ones I kind of fell in their community. Um, mm-hmm. and I was stuck, they were, they were doing, I wish they had continued it, but they were doing a, um, a challenge every episode as they're going through Dark Souls 2. And so I mm-hmm. started do, doing them and messaging in that i'd done it but i had no capture devices um but then i managed yes then i must have got around that time that it was leaked i would have got my capture card and started youtube stuff with my son um and i started doing some of their challenges and recording them um and so so i would have been more involved with the community and so i would have had a twitter at that point um it probably would have been a Twitter username that I currently use now, but that's that's another story. Um, <laughs> that's your that's your secret Twitter name that you don't want anybody to know. Well, no, I just don't use it. It was just a, another name. You, uh, are you using that for some health. some sort of nefarious online social networks? Is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> um, my my gamer historical PlayStation gamer tag, Callus. Um, and but yes, yeah, so I switched to Vader Van Oden, keep the branding in all one spot. Um, yeah, sort of been around that time. Sort of been, I would have been more aware of what was going on and saw the leaked pictures. And I kind of, when I first saw people saying it was a gun, I was like, I don't know if I like that idea. Dark Souls a gun, and I was kind of leaning on kind of no thanks. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know, I don't know about this. I was but too I was when ex- I, I when I started seeing those like leaked gifs going out, like and seeing like the dude walking through a fog gate with a very obvious gun in his hand. I was like, guns, what? No, yeah, I, was in, yeah. I was in denial. I was like, no, it's not. It must be something else. <laughs> it's, like a, uh, it's like a weird catalyst or something. Um, but yeah, so I, I wasn't super keen on the idea. Yeah, I was kind of... Well, what the problem was is that people assuming it was a, a Demon Souls 2, and I didn't like the idea of taking Demon Souls into a technolo- uh, like a further along in a technological age. I, you like Demon Souls as like the... the, the you know medieval fantasy. fantasy ideal yeah yeah um, and demon souls is probably the most european fantasy out of the, out of the lot um dark souls definitely has that with a fluted fluted armor no that's demon souls um with its yeah elite knight armor and stuff it's very european but just demon souls the whole style is it's very very european um 
and yeah, I, I like that setting. I, I wanted it to stay that way. So when it was talked or rumored that it was going to be a Demon Souls two, uh, that's probably why I was a bit more anti. And I, I, I remember tweeting to New Manis, I'm like, it's Val Housing. That's what it looks like. They're making a Val Housing game. <laughs> like you're going to be, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I had a few thoughts about it, and still was going to play it, but wasn't sure. But when the the footage was shown, that's when I probably got more on board. Still probably wasn't that excited as I was for Dark Souls 2 because at that point I wasn't a huge gothic fan. I didn't really enjoy the gothic aesthetic or mm-hmm. the look or tone. Um, so I wasn't super excited for it. Um, and that's probably why I didn't push to get the Kickers edition, which I thoroughly regret now. <laughs> <laughs> like I want that bell on my shelf next to my statues. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know the uh, the collector's edition over here didn't have like a lot of that stuff. We we didn't get anything like that. Like the there was a special edition that came out in Europe that had like like books and like a feather quill pen and all that other kind of crazy stuff. And I, I got the collector's edition over here, the physical one. It was just like a one of those iron cases or steel ca- steel book cases, and like I think there was a t- like a tiny art book or something in there, and then maybe the soundtrack, and that was about it. Yeah, that that's pretty much what I got as your standard um, kind of collector's edition but yeah we had the the resonant bell uh replica and a few other things i'm so jealous of uh patty and cj going to the the press day down in london right um listening to cj talk about that on on this back in episode whatever um because i don't remember episode names uh but listening to coffee jesus's episode and hearing him talk about like going down there and it was like a fantastic day and everybody was so nice and him and Patty hanging out. Like that just seems like such a fucking blast. Like I'd love to do yeah. something like that. Their sandwich escapades with their sandwich stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and that, that set they got just sounds so cool. It was like the book, the, the end of the real old school kind of like Huckleberry Finn kind of book bouts that kids used to use like that with all the bloodborne books like you're a student of of the university uh it, yeah it just seems so cool um but yeah so i wasn't super keen or excited about bloodborne to start off with but i kind of got into it um but because of dark souls 2 i kind of got knew too much going in i kind of didn't even bother registering for the beta i went in as blind as possible. I maybe saw the original release trailer and that was about it, uh, announcement trailer and kind of knew nothing about it going in uh, and thoroughly enjoyed Bloodborne. It was fantastic. (laughs) And my view on Gothic um, Lovecraft horror has changed and now I really enjoy that kind of look and aesthetic and have been um, interested in more things and have listened to audio books of some Lovecraft books. Nice. Um, since uh, I don't have time to read, <laughs> get this <still> on the <laughs> work. But not not heavily. I still need to get into a bit more. But just yeah, that that world just worked for me. Um, I I really enjoyed the graphical power of the PS4. Helps that I uh, there was a lot of criticism about overpopulation of clutter. I really liked that the world felt lived in, um, and it's my. my Biggest, biggest complaint, complaint in, in Demon's Demon Souls, Souls and Dark Souls. Dark Souls. They, never they never felt, felt lived in. in. Like, they, they, they maybe were at one time, but they, the game was trying to imply that people still existed in this space, but never felt quite like they did because of, I guess, the, the capabilities of the hardware at the time. Whereas 
Yarnum felt like there were people existing in this space, and I just really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, I really liked finding um, the people behind the doors that you can go up and interact with. Like, I thought that was a really cool, like, these guys are all hiding out, and either they're scared or they're doing, like, oh, there's a hurricane coming. Like, we, let's, let's all get drunk and, you know, <laughs> and we don't even going to worry about it. We're just going to party till the end of the world, like that kind of thing. Like, it was finding those scattered throughout that first level was really cool and did a lot for me for world building. Yeah, I, I'd say like, and just I didn't find I didn't notice that to start off with. I was probably yeah, like a little way in. I missed um, Thomas. No, who's the the help? The first guy you talked to in the window, the helpful guy. Oh, um, the the werewolf guy. Um, I went to Thomas, but I don't know if that sounds right. Well, the stockpile Thomas and the and that's the Demon it. Souls. Maybe that's, that's what I'm thinking, but no. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the guy's name. Whatever it doesn't matter. Werewolf guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I missed him, um, and so I went back later uh, to discover it. Um, so yeah, I, I like that um, the Bloodborne world for Yarnum was fleshed out with lots of NPCs. I would like to have seen more that you could interact with, but it was great that you could uh, meet some of these voices behind the door and and meet their character. Um, and pull them out into the into the game and see them and interact with them further. Um, I really like that that mechanic, and you could miss it if you didn't follow the um, quest line correctly. Um, I miss for a, I missed um, what's her name, Adri- Adriana. Mm-hmm. She's Lady one. of the Night. Uh, mm-hmm. she, I, I actually missed her to start off with, and then go back and then get, get her to to come into my into um, the chapel. I missed every single NPC in Bloodborne my first time through, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I got most of them. Um, I had trouble with the, our friend, the, the bandage, the guy, the, the was he profane beast? No. What is he called? The, the lightning beast guy that transforms. Oh yeah. 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 The beast dude. Yeah. I just I like I saw him and like was I saw him on that in the forest and like he was eating a couple of people and I and I, I thought to myself well this guy's instantly bad and I don't want to do it <laughs> so I, I like attacked him and all of a sudden he turned into a, a fucking beast and I was like oh shit not <laughs> good yeah I, I brought him back because Bloodborne was doing everyone that seems bad is good and everyone that seems bad no wait everyone who seems good is bad <laughs> like um, Yusifka though there is a there is a bait and switch there but she seems like she's good but she's kind of bad um and then oh the the kind of the npc that sits in the chapel man terrible it's been too long <laughs> terrible names um the blob um guy he he seems creepy as heck like you think he's kind of, you think he's up to mischief and he's going to be the one that murders people but he's the nice guy <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah like, they, they do the they do the flip flop, and then the nicest guy in the game, Alfred, ends up being like an insane psychopath by the end of it. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I, I got to the point where the bandage guy was like, he seems completely creepy, which means he's going to be the best guy around. He's going to be a real bro. But no, he was he was what it seemed, and so he killed um, the angry grumpy old man. Uh, and so then I had to fight him, and man, he was hard in that in that um, cathedral ward fighting that. For that beast in that area was really hard. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I cheesed him with poison daggers because I just couldn't. And it was like a central hub area; like you can't like have a giant beast running around. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to take care of that. Like you got to get yeah. that taken care of. Like it's not, oh hey, uh, you know, 
It's not something you can ignore. Like, hey, my grass is a little high right now, but I, I'll, I'll mow it next weekend. No, you got to go ahead and mow that grass this weekend if it's a giant yep. monster sitting in your front yard. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, I ended up cheesing him. Um, in the in the chalice dungeons, I actually learned his pattern, and I think when I, I beat him, I, I think he I think he might have hit me once or twice. Um, and so in, in a nice square arena, he was, he was I, I learned him and could actually deal with him quite easily. It was just in that in the cathedral ward with all the different obstacles and stairs and other enemies <laughs> in the area. Even those mm-hmm. crows, when you're fighting a beast, and those crows jump on you from behind. Or it's a pain in the to, ass. To, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of things to get hung up on in the geometry and the whole nine. It's, it's not a fun fight right there. It's better yeah. in the forest, like because they they explicitly give you poison knives right before you see him too. Like as if as if to say like you should probably cheese this guy. <laughs> um. But yeah, as, as a whole, I thoroughly enjoyed Bloodborne. It it was a cleaner, um, tighter experience, and I think I was done with it quicker. But I probably enjoyed it the most as a whole compared to some of the other games, mm-hmm. um, except for Rom. I got angry at Rom. <laughs> oh, Rom's so nice. Rom's he's, he's he's just a good boy, or a good a good lass, I should say. She's because it's definitely a, a girl. Um, it was around this time that you, uh, that Cliff started Dark Insight and that's where you and Cliff hooked up. Is that correct? Yes. Um, we started chatting a little bit through the Twin Humanities of, uh, Twitterness mm-hmm. and just tweeting in. As I said, I was, I was more involved then. I'd started YouTube channel with my son. Uh, I, I'd done a, I did a full next play of Mudborn. Um, I... Yeah, I was doing I was doing videos, and I wanted to get more involved and help. And there's a way to kind of help spread the word about our channel, I guess, is some of, some of my intentions. And I just needed to talk about this stuff. Um, <laughs> you I, just needed to, somebody to talk about it for four hours a week. <laughs> yeah, like there was no one. As I said, I still didn't really have anyone. I had friends who had tried it. Um, I I made friends with Too Friendly, who we've talked about a few times on the Dark Inside as a as a local friend of mine from work. Uh, we discovered that we both picked up Dark Souls 2 on release day and had it in the office. <laughs> and so that's how we, we became good friends. Uh, and we just started talking about games a lot. Um, and so he was my go-to person to discuss gaming locally, but it was at work. You only can do it for so long before getting in trouble. Um, and so, yeah, I just want to talk more about it. And so Cliff put out the call to for a co-host and I just was like, yeah, man, I'd, I'd love to do it. Um, sent him a little uh demo reel no i just he asked i I just did a quick kind of like five minute chat about myself and my gaming life yeah yeah. he would just want to make sure you had a microphone that didn't suck (laughs) that was all cliff was doing i can guarantee you that's what it was (laughs) um and we yeah we just we yeah the rest is history we just had a blast just chatting away and just getting more into games and, and it's been really enjoyable seeing him go through the games and and raging about certain areas and, and, and being a bit more of a veteran of Dark Souls. It's hilarious seeing people come into the game and you just know whether they're going to bounce off or whether they kind of <laughs> have trouble with. And so it's funny seeing him go back through the history of, of the games and, and, and yeah, his tweets of, of frustration and then his, then his joy of, of overcoming those, those hurdles. Cause we all faced them. It's just, I did it four years ago, five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's been interesting watching him go back, and like I, I'm kind of interested. Even though we talked on the podcast about it a lot, like I'll be 
having him on the show is going to be really, really interesting just to see his progression going backwards. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so I started, got, got more into it, started the podcast um, and we yeah just destroyed, I destroyed Bloodborne pretty quick. Just got right through it. Um, Old Hunters and now, yeah, into Dark Souls 3 now. Yeah, and we, we talked a little bit about Dark Souls 3 at the beginning, so I, I don't want to get too much into it now, but um, I, I do want to find out, like, the things that we know about what From Software is doing right now, that they've got this, like, these three games in development. Uh, we didn't see anything from them at E3 this year. It doesn't look like we're going to see anything from them at TGS. Like a, it, it seems like it's going to be a quiet year for From Software, except for the DLC coming for Dark Souls 3. But what what is your, like, Vader happy place next game from From Software? Um, it's, it's hard to say because there, there are a lot of rumors and they've actually kind of come out and clarified that they are working on certain things. Like it seems pretty clear they're working on a, on a robot game, a mech game. Um, what are they, what was their series called? I was going to say front mission, but it's not, I'm a core. I was going to say front mission, but that's not them. Um, similar type of game. So I'd be, I'd, to be honest, I've never played it Armor core, but I think I'd be interested. I'm at the point where I'd love to try it. Um, especially with my enjoyment of their games currently. Uh, so you're, you're most think... looking forward to an AC game. Could you see like a an Armored Core VR game coming for PlayStation 4 since that's they're kind of a big push on PlayStation side? Uh, yes, and that's something that I think would work with the cockpit. It would probably get around, um, because still getting walking around in, in VR using a controller causes the sickies quite a lot. Um, and so that most games are using the teleport method, which I don't know, it just doesn't seem to work for me for a full game. It just seems to be immersive breaking. Um, I want to, yeah, if you're going to have VR, you got to go with the whole hog. And so the, 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 the mech game or the, the armor suit game seems to be a good idea. Um, so I'd like to see that, uh, to be honest, I'd like them to see them, uh, redo a Tenshu game. Because I thoroughly enjoyed Tenshu Wrath of Heaven on the PlayStation 2 back in the day. Um, and I believe From Software owned the license to it or have made games for it before. Yeah, I, know that, I don't know exactly how that works, to be honest with you. I know that they, they've they made the games, but I don't know if like they own the IP or if they, and they've just kind of abandoned it or if like Sony owns the IP. Because I think those were like Sony only games. So. Oh, but then, like, most games of that era were, like, PlayStation-only games because they were kind of <laughs> killing it back then. Yeah, they were. Um, I didn't enjoy the PSP Tenshu, uh, but the Tenshu Wrath of Heaven, it was such a good game. And, that, yeah, I would like to see them, with the experience of, of Dark Souls and stuff, I'd like to see them go into and redo one of them or make a new one with the uh, with some of the Dark Souls level design. Mm-hmm. Uh, Although kind of cool. what you're describing kind of sounds a lot like what Neo is, right? Yeah, Neo's awesome, despite yeah. what you say. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just like the alpha was was not great. That's all I've really said is that the alpha hasn't done much for me. I didn't play the beta, no, no. and yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna wait until the full game comes out because like I, I don't want to waste my time playing like a half finished video game unless it's a game that I really really like. Like yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm, I'm just winding you up. It's, oh, that's okay. Um, we we hey we can get into winding each other up like we usually do that all the time. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But do what you mentioned, Neo, like, something I didn't mention on Dark Insight, the recent beta demo they've had was really good. And just the level design is fantastic, like, the way it wraps around. It's, I don't like, well, we're on a Dark Souls podcast, I can say it. It's very Dark Souls-like. <laughs> and, it's, and it's, 
and it's designed like you go through a village and you wrap around the outside and the village is burning and you come around you climb onto like another building and you can like knock over like a big giant bucket of water to put out a fire that opens up a path to make a shortcut and just the the shortcut design was really creative um yeah but that's yeah that's neo but uh, from software I, I don't know if yeah i understand dark souls is kind of done and i've said it's done but because i like the way the games play i don't want it to be completely done if that makes sense Sure. Yeah, um, I want. I, I don't want another Dark Souls game. I want something that's very like stamina focused. You know, control your character very carefully, like that. Commit an animation like that. I want the same kind of gameplay. I just don't want the Dark Souls wrapper around it anymore. Like, I feel like the, I feel like the Dark Souls stuff in Dark Souls Three gets in the way of it being a actual. And it is a good game. Like, don't don't take me to say that any wrong. But I think I feel like the game would be much better with it if you just had that. If it was too Dark Souls as to as it was as Dark Souls was to Demon Souls, like kind of loosely connected with some weird ways, but nothing explicit. Like I think that would have been a better thing to have, and I, that's what I want from him next is something that's yeah. same style of gameplay, but just like a totally new world to explore. Yep. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's basically what I want. Um, I think I've joked about it a few times. It would be interesting to see them do like a sci-fi Star Wars kind of game mm-hmm. with the Souls mechanics. I think that could be kind of fun. Um despite me saying I don't want guns in. in I think you could do, I think you can do sci-fi stuff without guns. Like if you do it to a similar way that Bloodborne did it and just like, make sure that you have very limited animation. Like I don't want a laser pistol, but like I want a laser pistol that like takes some of my life every time I use it. Like I want a fucked up world like that. I think that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see something like that. Um, Just, yeah, different setting. Uh, Though I do like my medieval settings. So I'd be happy for it to be another medieval game. It's just, yeah, the story would be, it'd be nice to start the story again. Cause I think to be honest, I think the biggest criticisms that community have with dark souls two and three is from my, my perspective is it's not the games itself or the lore itself. It's that we're too good at learning stuff now that there's so many people who are smart and can digest and regurgitate this information so quickly that everything's discovered within within minutes of the game being well in this case Dark Souls 3 before the game was released <laughs> I was gonna make that um, point yeah um and so I think that's part of the problem we understand it too easily and so it seems like it's too simple it seems like it's 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 too easy the law whereas my I I I, I feel that it's because we our, our knowledge has changed and so our our insight is looking at Dark Souls a Bloodborne pun um it's it's changing our view of the world and, and the Dark Souls world because we know more, and I, and I don't think that's necessarily the game's fault or from software's fault. It's something that's hard to to, to develop for or design for because yeah, people people's knowledge is growing um, and they only, can do only so much. So there's a lot of people who have said um, that it's got bad lore, Dark Souls Three. Um, and I just think we haven't given it time to digest. Uh, we've kind of gone, we know what's going on, but I think there's more there. Um, and your pre- one of your previous guests I listened to the other day, Fiona, she's an example of that. She's dug in and she's just showing that there is more to think about than we might see. But, <laughs> yeah, um, she's... And it was, 
that episode was nuts, right? Like just listening to her lay out her case for her crazy Dark Souls three, Dark Souls one royal family theories was just as it was happening. I, well, I think my mouth was dropped. I was like, whoa, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, and I think we've just been too quick to to judge. Um, whereas Dark Souls one, man, it was a long time before any of this lore stuff was actually coming out. The game had been out for a long time, whereas now it's just ripped to shreds instantly because the community is there and everyone's trying to do it. Um, well, and, and Gary make, makes this point a lot on Bonfireside Chat. It's it's The game has developed this like community around it, and the community is good, but it also, a community has formed around it of like, that earns people money. Like, if you look at, you know, Vati has to do a, uh, like a, like a lore video on a Dark Souls 3 DLC trailer because he will literally lose money if he doesn't. Yeah. Like, that's what his whole channel is built off of. And, like, that stuff did not exist. Like, when you started, when I started playing Dark Souls 1 in 2011, at the very, very end of 2011, like, it was, there was nothing like that. Like, tw- you didn't have, like, people making money on Twitch. Like, people made money on YouTube, but, like, not with Dark Souls. <laughs> like, or, or yeah. any games like Dark Souls. It was this weird thing. So, yeah, we but now, think. like, there's people are writing books about it. There's, what, f- at least off the top of my head, I can think of about five or six Dark Souls-related podcasts out there. Like, it's it's kind of gotten crazy. So Yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's somewhat to blame to how, we, how the community feels about the lore. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and as you've said before, and regardless of where people feel it fits in the series it's still a better game than most games out this year uh it's it's still probably one of my favorite games period um and i would i don't like i don't actually because you hear people rating the the souls games they are all special in my (laughs) my yeah yeah you love all your children equally exactly dark souls Uh, one um (laughs) Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't like to kind of uh, grade them because if you're saying one's the worst, it doesn't mean it's terrible. It just means it yeah, might not it's, be as good. Yeah, like so I, I think I've used this expression on the uh, like on the podcast before, but like it's okay if you were the like if if you were like the second fat like Victorian of your class, you know, like you had the 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 three point nine to the four point student, like it, it's yeah. th- that's okay. Like it's okay being fifth in your class out of a group of like seven million triple a games that come out a year like that's that's okay dark souls 2 it's fine exactly you did well yeah um and yeah and it can come across too negative sometimes and so i just i just love playing them um and just totally enjoy them uh well vader thank you very much for coming on the podcast and spending some time with me uh no worries this this is a little weird since we like record a three-hour podcast every other week but i think it, i think it was really 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 worth it like this has been a fun conversation um can you tell people where they can find you on the internet uh yeah i'm vader van odin um on twitter uh youtube uh tumblr if you really want uh yeah it's those probably the main ones just a quick recommendation for vader's youtube channel um because you can see the beginnings of the superstar that is going to be odin uh (laughs) in like 10 or 15 years like he Vader start him early. Go 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 to Vader's channel and then go check out some of like Odin playing video games with his dad. One of my favorites was in I don't remember which which episode it was, but in the Shadow of the Colossus LP, Odin starts like rooting for the Colossus to kill you. That was one of my <laughs> favorite things that I had ever seen. So highly recommended yes. YouTube channel there. He likes to he likes to do that. Um, yeah. 
But thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find this podcast on Twitter at DGUS Podcast. This podcast is also on Instagram for some reason because that's what podcasts do. You can find us at Don't Give Up Skellies. You can also find us on Facebook, Don't Give Up Skeleton. You can find us on basically every single social media network that I have stumbled across. Uh, besides Grinder, because Vader has the monopoly on Grinder. <laughs> Um, thanks as always for listening. If you want to come on the podcast, send me an email to dguspodcast at gmail.com. We'll get you on the show just like Vader here and we'll have a good time talking about it. And remember, don't give up skeleton. <laughs>